Hi, Ash. Hey, Taryn. Uh, do you want to know this like intrusive thought that Ooh. has been in going in my head today? Good one or a bad one? Because just a random one. Okay. What what defines an intrusive thought? Isn't it just something that's intrusive like intrusive thought is something that you can't help but thinking? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and it okay. Just keeps coming back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, so this qualifies. So today I was like watching TikTok, scrolling through TikTok, and this video of this like beautiful like scenery and like this deer comes like walking out and it's just, and I was looking at it and I was like, how beautiful, like this precious animal. And then I had this thought and I was like, so do you like men who like to hunt or women too, whoever likes to hunt? Like, do they just see that video and are like, dang, I wish I had my bow so I could like kill it. I know my brother would say that. What, what, what? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Why, why do they want to kill them? Like, I just, I get being into hobbies. That's one, like, I don't quite understand. Like, why don't we just invent crazier, like, target ranges or, like, have, like, moving things that you can hunt in the wood? Like, why do you have to kill the animal and then, like, show its bot? I just, like, I don't quite understand. I'm not hating on, I'm not hating on it. I just don't understand yes. that when you see a beautiful deer, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to shoot it through the heart. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, <laughs> I think if we're going to if we're going to unpack this, I think all of us are very desensitized to the death that happens in order for us to stay alive. Like if you think about every hamburger you've had, every like taco you've had in the last for whatever, sure, for sure, there originally someone had to have that instinct like I'm talking back in our like cave days like as a human race like back in the day someone had to have that instinct in order to keep you alive to get you food For so maybe sure. that's just like a, a, a leftover you know I feel like but that's like <laughs> need versus right. like which I know they like eat their kills <laughs> Kill. um, kills um but it's the like I'm gonna get my buddies Crack a couple beers. Yeah. Go hunt. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a hunter either. I have no desire to I just do don't that. Quite understand mm -hmm. how they can look Bambi in the eyes. But not Bambi. Oh, not Bambi. And just freaking sever her carotid. Oh. You yeah. know? Yeah. Anyway, it's hard. That's my intrusive. This thought. is very intrusive. If anybody thought. wants to help me with that, just start start out start out the podcast strong. Poor Bambi. Poor Bambi. But we're not here to talk about Bambi. <laughs> Just to clarify to any possible new listeners out there, we're here to advise you guys yes, not to discuss the death of Bambi. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. That's Taryn. Yes. I'm Ashley. And we are Unsolicited Advice. And we are here to go over your guys' lives and all your stories that you mm -hmm. write in. 
Um, how you been, Taryn? I've been good. Uh, today's a twofer. Ooh, yes it is. So this is our second episode we're recording of today mm-hmm. because we're trying to like get back on track. I'm more after... than halfway through my coffee, my I'm, afternoon coffee. I am too, actually. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, just, you know, life is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went, oh, I know what I want to talk about. Okay. So you know how like, I know women do this a lot. Okay. I, don't, I can't speak on men because I don't know if they're like this. I am a, like, sign person. Okay. But I'm very manipulative in the way I interpret signs. When you say signs, are we talking astrological? No, 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 no. What are you saying? I'm talking about, that was a sign. I should be with him. Oh, okay. Right? Yes. Uh, So I have, like, a perfect example. Okay. (laughs) I was very aware. I was like, you have a problem after this. Okay. Okay. So I know... There's no way he listens to this podcast because I really don't think he, like, <laughs> thinks of me ever. Mm. But I have a soulmate. Mm. You know. Do I? You know. Um, Michaela, please believe this. Oh, yes. My soul. Guys, he is my soulmate. He just doesn't know it yet. Um, Someone needs to tell him. And it's just, it's not possible. It, anyways, he lives in a different country, okay? Mm-hmm. I... This whole t- the whole time I have been just living life, doing things, being here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I get on a plane and go to Hawaii for t- just ten days out of the year, mm-hmm. just ten days, and lo and behold, he happens to travel into LA. Wow! During that time and leave before I get back, right? Mm-mm. Anyone else would be like, "This is a sign." I don't. I just don't think you guys are meant to be. Mm-hmm. Like, God is keeping you separate because yeah. He knows you're only going to fall more in love. Whatever. Mm-hmm. How did I interpret it? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> I was like scrolling. Um, I changed my locations to be in Hawaii because I love Polynesian men. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like scrolling and swiping, and then as I'm doing that, I'm like getting all discouraged because I'm like, I just want to love her, and then. I go on and I see he has landed in LA. So I decide to say, that is my sign. To change like, my location to he'll, LA. <laughs> he'll like, my person's gonna come to me when it, they're meant to be. And I needed to be over here to like realize that blah, blah. I had this whole story in my head, making it make sense. Yes. But then I was like, I don't think that's the case. And I think you need to stop only interpreting the universe's signs in your favor. For sure. Yeah. And that's, I don't know why I'm talking about that, but that was when you asked what's new. That's what's that, new. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've realized I have a problem. Mm. Of, mm-hmm. of taking the life signs that you've been given and manipulating them in your favor. I am a very great optimist. I can, you can tell me any situation and mm-hmm. I'll find silver lining, positive spin on it. Yeah. But, it's, it's crossed into like reality and non-reality. I'm sure and you're not fine. alone on that. I'm sure it's a fine. lot of listeners are going, "Ooh, yeah. I do that too," because I know, I know we all do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. I'm so sorry, my love. I know he's he's always going to be the one that I'm. She like, texted what me. Date? She was in Hawaii and she texted me that he was in L.A. and I was like, "Well, damn." No, literally, <laughs> I was like, "This cannot be happening." How? And as I'm like boarding the plane to come back, yeah. 
he posted a story that he was like on the plane to go back. back. And I was just like, you know what? Why? It wasn't meant to be. Yeah. It fine. wasn't meant fine. to be. Fine. I hear you. <laughs> I give up. Whatever. It's fine. How are you, Ash? Uh, I'm so good. Um, I did something fun this weekend. What did you do? I am learning how to drive stick. Are you? I am. I am. My um That's very fitting and I'm assuming Jackson's yes. teaching you. Uh, yes. my boyfriend got his dream car. And he did. he did. And he got it for a steal because it was a manual. And Wait, did he get rid of his other car? He still has it, but he wants to sell it. Okay. Um, but he got his car that he's always wanted. It's this Bronco uh I forget the the type but he got the bronco that mm -hmm. he wanted he got the color that he wanted and it was extremely discounted because it was a manual but it's like a newer bronco um and i was like okay cool so you'll just be driving like everywhere we go and if we're going on road trips i don't have to drive and he was yeah. like or you could learn how to drive stick and i was like or well <laughs> or i don't this was the choice you made yeah <laughs> not don't me. Put it on me but then i was also like okay well that sounds like fun so um we went to an empty mall parking lot, and he taught me how to drive stick. How did it go? I only stalled it, I think, like three times. Oh, but that's good. it is because it's a newer car. I guess like a lot of people that off-road like manuals because you can kind of manipulate the car more to do exactly what you want. Mm -hmm. So um, this newer manual car, because I've only the the one I learned how to drive on when I was like sixteen and my mom was teaching me was super old, like really yeah, old. Yeah, I yeah. guess the newer manuals have this like no stall clutch system, so oh. if you let go of the clutch, the car will automatically start moving forward slowly. Okay, um, causing you, making it less likely for you to stall essentially. So it went a lot smoother than I thought. It was still nerve wracking, and anytime a car drove by, I like. Panicked a little bit. I yeah. just be like, "Oh my god, I don't know what I'm doing." But it was it was so much fun. I actually did okay, and I also felt like I it was a very big green flag for my boyfriend because I got to see him like be very patient. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow, you handled that very well." Like, yeah, I, that was really great. So, anyways, it was really fun. I don't know that I actually want to drive on the freeway. With oh yeah, that's a, a manual because that sounds really scary. Yeah, but it's also like, oh, it's good to know that I. I can figure it could. out. I could figure it out. Am I? Mm. I might not, just so but he can drive me everywhere. what if you're in the wilderness and something happens to him and you need to drive it's to get home? It's you know? True. Yep. So we are, yeah. we're learning things. And it's not, it's never you. too late to learn something new. Yeah. So Can't will I ever need this? I don't know. Oh, wait. No, that's the opposite of the point. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to take that back. Um, I've only tried to drive stick once with my uncle and he just like full-blown pushed me into like the street and told me to go Oof. um and it was bad well you've seen I'm not used to being like terrible at things like I I can like try something new and be pretty like at least mediocre mm -hmm. um you've seen with snowboarding how I get I've never seen someone I don't do shut well. down and <laughs> storm off the mountain so viciously all day do well um i blame my family because we're all just like with like that the most athletic competitive mentality it's not even athletic <laughs> let's not categorize it it's a board game it's a freaking who got the last cupcake it is so stupidly <laughs> overblown yeah. yep i digress yeah yeah <laughs> lots of fights lots of you know ridiculousness but 
Um, yeah, I didn't do well. And then because I didn't do well, I was like pissed. And then I have never there wanted was no to try speaking again. to her. No. Nope. She was, I literally came up and tried to say something sweet, like, you're doing so good. And she was like, don't talk to me. I was like, I'm so sorry. I should don't. Like, you're, you're going to want to leave me at this moment. I don't want to talk it's, about it. I, I will say, though, usually I shake out of that. Like, I don't, use, like, every time I lose, I'm like, pout. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. It's when that frustration rises to where, like, there's nothing I can do. And I'm, like, so in my head that I snap. And that's only happened, like, a few times. I'm I am a very like gracious loser, but yeah, my competitiveness has a fall and mm -hmm. I'm I'm definitely like the loud one yelling in games and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I hope my future partner sees that as like let's hope that's a cute hot and not like scary. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Anyways. <laughs> hey guys. Um, if you're not following us on socials, stop what Should. you're doing and follow us on socials because we've been putting a lot of time and effort into our mm -hmm. socials. Um, that's Instagram and TikTok specifically. Also, um, if you listen to us and like listening to us on the podcast and don't watch us on YouTube, guess what? You can actually watch us on YouTube. So you can see, you can see what we're doing with our hands right now. This is only for the YouTube followers. I'm holding up a number and only you know YouTube. Um, so f you can follow us and watch us on YouTube. Also, we are a mere month and a half away from our favorite, mine and Taryn's and also your guys' favorite series, which is yeah. our October series. This is the spooky season mm -hmm. when you guys only send in scary stories. And Taryn and I live thrive. for it. Oh. And thrive. <laughs> I really thought like I was going to complete your sentence. But <laughs> no, it was, it was great. So essentially what Taryn and I would like to say is please send in your stories yeah. now. And there's a rule, Taryn. What should they do? With your scary stories when you write them in. Oh, uh, put in the title of the email October series. Yes. And make title. it very clear so that we can separate it and put it in our October series file. Yes. Um, also, uh, we try to do, for tearing it up for October series, we try to do like times where like you were scared but it ended up being something like whatever. like A funny trick-or-treating story. Yeah, like I was convinced there was a murder outside my door but it's actually like a dog scratching yeah. at my like that or your kind of thing little brother pranked you and it was actually really good and yeah, it scared yeah, yeah. the crap out yeah, of yeah, you yeah. but it it wasn't serious fully stuff like that um we want all of it the funny the mm -hmm. serious um and then with the stories please go into all the details yeah. because this is we your time to be the a ones that are like an actual movie yeah. so take the time to write in the details we want twists and turns yes, we want yes, jump yes. scares do it. Things. Oh my gosh. I, I literally, October series is, uh, I feel like a lot of people are massive fans of October series. Like yeah. when I talk to people about the podcast, they're like, I love the podcast. It's so amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with October series. So um, yeah, we're really excited. And like I said, a couple episodes ago, like we got some fun things coming yeah. to throw at you. So uh, I mean, the October series, it's, the only reason I'm here. No, I'm right? Kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I was like, I said right, and then I was like, wait. <laughs> um, we love it so very much, and we love that you guys love it also. So, yeah, get excited. Send in your stories. We obviously are going to have some October series merch coming around, so prepare yeah, yourself are. for that. We got to start costume shopping for our promos, <laughs> we too. We do. We mm -hmm. also make really fun promos, which I'm sure most of you guys know, but for the noobs. 
Yeah. Uh, it's it's a good time. Also, if you want to like prep for the October series, a fun thing I like to do, and I literally do this. I'm not telling you to do this because I don't do it. I literally do it. Is I'll listen to past series yes. leading up yes. to the newest series just to kind of get me in a good headspace for it. Yeah. Um, just because it's, again, my absolute favorite time to have this podcast. So actually, what would be fun um because I feel like sometimes we talk about October series and people will be like, oh my gosh, the one with this like scared yes. me. We we both have our one that Oof. like still is just, in our minds. Oh my God. I was just talking about you this were. the other day. Yes. I was talking, I went to Laguna Beach with some friends. We had dinner mm-hmm. and I'm talking to my friend's <laughs> husband and he was talking about a scary story and he had actually written one into the podcast last oh, year. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my God, I love that you do this on your podcast. How fun. And he was like, is there one that, like, got you? you And I was like, well, yours was really scary. I was like, but also there was this one in the cornfield in Iowa that Mm -hmm. I still think about regularly. Mm -hmm. Like, regularly. And he was like, oh, my God, I have to hear it. I was like, I'll send it to you. I was like, I'm not exaggerating. I think about it constantly. Yeah, no, it's – and mine is the girl in the keyhole, whatever one, that one. I think because I didn't get it until I got it. Yeah. And when I got it – literally Literally. I got goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. Because you're right. Like, it was such a good story. And I remember being like – I don't get it. I just remember being like, oh, that's spooky. And then, like, it hit Mm -hmm. a second later and it all came came flooding down. And then I literally have full body No, I think – I'm pretty sure that episode – I don't remember who brought the story. I Mm -hmm. think it was – was it me? I think so, yeah. I think it was me. But I remember I read it. But it, I didn't realize what it meant until you're reading it live. You were like on, and then yeah. I like the dots connected. Ooh. Anyways, so I think we should release, or we should put release. We should put something on our story that's like, what Taren's was favorite, your Ashley's favorite? No, no, no. Like ask them. Oh yeah. What was your story that you still t- to this day like creeped you out? And then maybe we can release like a playlist of like, okay, yeah. Here's like the top audience picked yeah. October series because like. Okay. Oodle lolly. Yep. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. The 
enough <laughs> enough chit chat of the October series. It'll be coming soon enough. Let's get into today's tearing it up. Hey guys, I would like to stay anonymous, but you can know my name. It's please hello. bleep that, Michaela. Say hello again. Hello. Before I get into my tearing it up story, I just wanted to thank you both for the impact that you've made in my life. I struggle with my self-esteem and self-worth and listening to you both has helped me understand ways where I can shift my mentality and feel grateful and important. I love that. My husband tries his best to help me with my struggles, but I often feel like he can't really understand what I'm going through. So he's also very appreciative that I'm able to be given advice through a woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. Girl, that means so much. Thank you so much. Anyways, let's get into the tearing it up story. My husband and I have been happily married for almost four years and have been planning on trying to become pregnant with our second child. So, dot, dot, dot. A little over 12 weeks ago, I decided to spice things up in the bedroom. I decided to surprise my husband by wearing this black halter top lingerie number that I surprised him with for the previous Father's Day. However... Last year's Father's Day was the last time that that thing had seen the light of day. While my husband was in the bathroom, I began digging through the dresser for it. Once I found it, I slipped it on, but immediately began sneezing and sneezing and sneezing. My eyes became itchy, my nose became stuffy, and I turned red. I looked so puffy and sick. I looked terrible i did not feel sexy at all all of a sudden and when i go to look in the mirror i begin laughing at myself for deciding to put this dusty thing on my body in the first place (laughs) i tried to roll with it but i just could not stop sneezing i finally decided that this just wasn't going to work so i put on my most attractive pajama set that i had soon after my husband finally comes into the room and says are you okay (laughs) Go take an allergy pill. What's going on? It turns out I was very allergic to the lingerie set that I had chosen to put on and had to take medicine for it. If this makes this onto the pod, I will scream and I'll feel famous. So, LOL. I am very grateful for both of your lives and love you and all that you do. And then she adds later. Update. It worked. I am now 12 weeks pregnant with our second child. <laughs> yeah. And I attached a photo of my husband and I, as well as a picture of our two and a half year old sharing our big news. So there's a photo oh, of cute. the family and oh, then the big cute. news. It worked. At least it worked. I'm dead. I know, know? I, I know why Ashley was drawn to that because that's totally something that would happen to you. <laughs> yes. Like, the allergy people get it. Yes. If you don't get it, you don't have allergies it's to just, the level we do. It's so funny how sometimes it's the most random things yep. that you are allergic to and you don't really know what's happening or mm-hmm. what caused it. Maybe it was dusty. Maybe there was like animal fur on it or whatever. But like sometimes I, I can't piece it together, but I'm allergic to it and I don't know why. That And I think that's the thing because people will be like, why don't you just take an allergy pill every day? Or like, why don't you, um, like, why are you petting dogs if you're allergic? And I'm like, yeah, but you don't get it. Yeah. Like some, I can clean the entire house, be totally fine. Yeah. I can clean the other, the entire house like a couple months later and t- five minutes into it, I'm like sneezing, I'm mm-hmm. struggling. I can pet a dog and it can be all up in my face and then I can like, walk past a dog and I'll be like sneezing like yeah you never know when it's gonna hit so for me I'm like I don't want to take a pill every day when like I don't need it every day yeah but it's it's like it's 
it's it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Oh, it's totally yeah. a thing. Um, it's just so funny when it happens to be the lingerie that you're wearing. Well, and like I would, I probably when I'm in a bad allergy attack, you oh, can't. I'm done. Oh, I can't do anything. I can't imagine trying to like act, feel, look sexy yeah. when I'm having like I'm like ice pack on my sinuses, <laughs> like, like hey daddy, <laughs> awful four on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> trying to tell him that you're fine but like he's like like monica uh, yeah. remember that episode yeah. she's like sick what is she's trying to say something and she can't say like m i don't yeah. know it's so funny i forget what she's like she's trying i can't she's remember trying what it say. was but she was like sick and trying to be sexy and it was hilarious oh my gosh I'm i miss that show i feel like i, I haven't watched it in a I while need to re- it's on hbo now it is okay. it's on max <laughs> um, i need to get on that um no that was a great one that was a great one mm-hmm I can't wait if just because of who I am and how I am, I feel like I'm gonna have some very funny like bedroom with my husband stories. Oh, probably. And I can't wait because I know like obviously I'll call you <laughs> and be like, "That's what happened." But I also share way too much personal detail about my life, so I can't. You are an open book. I am an open book. Yeah, my poor husband. Anyways, maybe that's why I haven't. God's like, I really got to make sure he's strong enough <laughs> to deal with what's going to happen being attached to you. It's so funny because I, one of my favorite stories of my parents when they first, first got married is they went to go hang out with some friends and they get in the car and my dad's like fuming, like fuming. And my mom's like, that was so much fun. Like, did you have fun? And she looks over and he's so upset. She's like, whoa, what's wrong? And then his response and and my dad's like a very quiet, like reserved, doesn't share, isn't an open book kind of person where my mom is. And he just looks at her and is like, did you have to tell them everything about us? (laughs) And she goes, totally. Oh, I was just, I was just telling like, I was just letting them get to know us. And he was like, no one needs to know that much. Like no one. And I just remember that was like one of their biggest fights and he was like listen if you want to open up about your life that's fine but don't to be telling yeah, everyone yeah, my yeah, life yeah you yeah, know? yeah oh my gosh I can totally so see that. funny yeah it's my future that is your future um okay let's jump into our first story uh this story is titled should I keep in touch Ooh, what's your gut I'm gonna say no okay remember that also I'm not joking my eye is having like an allergy reaction oh right now which is I'm maybe having like sympathetic pains or whatever. Okay. Hi, loves. Uh, Hey. I don't see an anonymous request, so we'll go with it. I'm Kylie. I'm 23 and an Enneagram 8. Got it. Which I'm very sorry if I keep, I don't, I feel like I keep looking like a pirate, but my right eye is just struggling. So I'm not winking at you or our YouTube audience. Um, I'm a two and we're supposed to go to an eight when we're unhealthy, but I have like a very weird fluid relationship with my eight. And I think that's because my second highest number was a seven. And if I was a seven, I would be a wing eight. So I have like this weird dynamic where I'm like very comfortable in my eight space. Yes. Eight is a challenger. Challenger. I knew it was something with C, but I couldn't remember. Um, they're the ones that are like super loyal, not afraid to tell you how they feel or what they think Mm -hmm. yeah anyways okay I've been listening forever and finally found something I need advice on can't wait to see what y'all have to say it's about my relationship with my older brother oh interesting I assumed it was like 
a relationship. a relationship. And I was like, no. But then I read Brother and I was like, oh. Which, Changes things. Yeah. So when I was nine years old, my family moved across the entire country from Washington State to Alabama. At the time, my brother was newly married with a one-year-old daughter. So when my family left, he stayed behind with his own family to start their own life. Mm. That being said, we're clearly very far apart in age. It's an 11-year gap between us, which 11 is a lot. Me and my youngest brother, we have a nine-year gap. Mm -hmm. What's yours with your brother? I have 10. Okay, okay. Me and him are 10. So I feel like we'll we'll understand that, the the big age difference. Um, Since we've moved, I've seen my brother maybe three times. Three visits in the last 14 years. It's just really far and expensive, honestly. Work schedules get in the way, and my parents have recently split up, which has caused a lot of tension in the family. Over the years, I've found it really hard to keep in touch with him. I feel like now that I'm out of my parents' house, I hear from him even less. When we moved away, I was obviously a kid and wasn't responsible for phone calls to keep in touch. And him and his wife used to call and text me more often and send gifts for the holidays. That's faded. Haven't heard from them in months. The packages stopped being sent, and I noticed that they didn't even wish me a happy birthday this year. But now that I'm an adult, I guess, LOL, (laughs) I feel like it's also my responsibility to keep in touch with them. The phone does work both ways. However, that's really hard to do for some reason. I honestly feel like I don't really know them. They're 11 years older than me. The culture in Washington and Alabama is pretty different. We have different interests, and sometimes it feels like a chore to have to keep them updated on what's going on in my life. I feel like I never got to know my niece because I was growing up while she was. And now she's 15 and I really don't know how to keep in touch with the teenager. It just feels like there's nothing holding us together anymore. I know their family. I do love them and miss them. At this point, it's been so long since I've heard from them that I've started to wonder if they're mad at me or for not reaching out more often. It's just really hard. I never know what to say. It makes me sad, but at the same time, it feels like they're strangers to me. My brother left the house when I was still a kid. I feel like I never even knew him that well to begin with. So how do I keep in touch? Do I need to keep in touch as often now that we're grown? How do I mend this relationship that literally has so much distance between us? Thanks for this safe space, ladies. I love everything about this podcast. Your advice is always kind, encouraging, and therapeutic to a lot of people across the world, including me. Thanks so much. Love you, XOXO, Kylie. And then she did send an update. She said, update, I texted my brother a happy birthday message saying I love and miss him always and I hope that he enjoyed his day. That was two days ago and he never responded. Where do I go from here? I'm trying so hard to not take this personally. Oof, the update. This is rough, man. Yeah. Um, I relate to that a lot. I think there is something to be said about the age gap. I think I remember with my brother feeling like he was just everything. Like mm. every time I saw him, I like had to be with him. I would like attach myself to him. I thought he was so freaking cool. And he was just like this celebrity every time he came around to me. Um But also I was a kid. Yeah. So whenever he did call and did say hi, which was rarely, I was so excited. And I just remember 
um, one day being like, well, I never really hear from him. Like, you know, and I, I did take it personally. Um, and then, you know, I re- one day, I think it was my mom. She was like, well, call him. And I was like, I, me call him? And she goes, well, doesn't he always, isn't he the one that always calls you? And I was like, oh, like I had this whole like, yeah. moment where I was like, you're not a kid anymore. You can't, if something's bothering you, you should do something about it. So I remember reaching out more. Um, and now that we're even older, we talk even less. Yeah. And I think, it, you know, it is different when <clears throat> someone has an entire family and a whole other life that you're not a part of. Yeah. And I do think being younger, I think it might be the reason you're taking it as seriously. Should he have responded to the birthday text? Yes. Yeah. But like also maybe call him out for it. Like, just yeah. be like, hello, your yeah. sister said happy birthday. You're going to just leave me out here in the cold? Like, I wouldn't assume that it's out of malice or that he's ignoring you in any yeah, way. Yeah, I would just assume point. he's a busy dad and has, you know, a busy life and maybe had birthday things happen. And I don't know about you guys, but every birthday, it's like 50 text messages I you have to respond to. Yeah. And it is a lot. <laughs> so I wouldn't hold that against him. I would just call him out for it and be like, hello, like you gonna say something, you know, jokingly. And I bet he will. Mm -hmm. If for some reason he doesn't, then I would go ahead and be like, hey, are we good? Like what's happening here? But it's just when there's a gap, an age gap, um, he's just in a different stage of life than you are. And I don't know. I, I don't think it's a personal thing always. I, but it can feel that way when oh, you're little. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's very interesting because I feel like your 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 situation is very similar to hers in the fact that you are younger girls with the mm-hmm. older brother mm-hmm. and you guys lived in like different states growing up. Because mm-hmm. for me, I'm the one that's older. Um but I was a girl and I was very like nurturing to him. Like my little brother became like we always joke that like I raised him too. Like we were right. inseparable because I just loved like holding him and like, you know, he would come sleep in my bed when he was scared of or had a nightmare. And mm-hmm. like he's one of my best I live with him right now. Like we have an apartment together and he's one of my best friends. But I think that dynamic is very hard with an older guy because if you think about it like a teenage boy mm-hmm. is gonna look at like a two-year-old little girl and be like I don't know what to do with that like they're right. not they don't have that natural like nurturing like I want to hold her I want to like invest time in her they're they're like I just want to play sports I want to do whatever you know, not everybody but that's usually how that is you yeah. know and um but also like I grew up with him like we were in each other's lives the whole time whereas if you literally live in different states and just have phone calls and like it's really hard to find that like common ground that you can like have momentum on so I think I think I hope that Kylie you hear how similar Ash is Mm -hmm. because I think that's like good to know now I think the difference is I feel like Ashley's in a place and correct me if I'm like speaking wrong about this, I feel like you're at a place with your brother now where like you both are in the same mentality. So both of you aren't ever holding anything against each other. Mm-hmm. Like if he reaches out, you're like, hey, what's up? And if you reach out, he's like, hey, what's up? And yeah. like if you do decide to like do a trip, you spend time together, you have so much fun, but then you like go back to doing your separate lives. Like you're not each 
like offended if you don't hear from each other for a couple months, you know? Yeah. But I think what's happening in this is I don't think there's been that communication of expectation. And so I think that every second that goes by, you're getting your feelings hurt and you're getting upset when in reality, he probably has no idea you feel that way. He's not even thinking about it because he's just used to the way things are. Yeah. So I think if you decide that you want a relationship with him, it sucks because you guys are family, but you're going to have to start from scratch. Like, yeah. you're going to have to form a relationship. You're going to have to get to know each other. Yeah. And that's going to require a sacrifice of taking a trip out and staying with him, him coming out to you, um, you reaching out and being like, hey, I really hate that, like, I feel like I don't know you. And I would love if, like, maybe once a month we can, like, FaceTime. I want to get to know your kids, like, and your wife and you and... Um, and taking a step, but somebody's got to take the step. And he yeah. clearly, that's not on his radar. So I do think that falls on you. I think something that has strengthened mine, me and my <laughs> brother's relationship has been every time we've been around each other. whether he, And 90% of the time, he's been the one to yeah. make the trip and mm -hmm. come visit. So I, 99% of the time it's been on him, um, which isn't fair. Yeah. But every time I do spend time with him, um, the first day is always like, oh yeah, I have a brother. Yeah, and like I really like, getting comfortable. And I'm sure it's the same for him. He's mm -hmm. always like, oh yeah, like that. those are my sisters. Like, mm -hmm. And you have to kind of like reintroduce who you are now since it's been a few years since you've seen him, you yeah. know? And I think there is always that little like, oh, I don't know you that well. But then like after a day, it's like we're back. We're back Settling. to. Yeah, yeah I, I've, I've we're, we're back together and like things are good again. And, it, and not like they were bad, but like they just, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't know anything about yeah. you. And then after a day, it's like I'm his little sis again and he's being all goofy. We're swimming in the pool and like playing tag. And like it's just like it's just like nothing ever changed. Yeah. But he did sacrifice and come out and see me. Yeah. And I do not think I've done a very good job at pulling my end of the deal and like calling and checking in on him or like coming and visiting. He has done most of that. Um, so what I would recommend, and this un is unfortunate, but it sounds like your brother has a full life, kids and a wife. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's your turn to take a sacrifice and go visit and help out over there. Like just, you know, it's hard to get away when you have kids. It's hard to get, get away when yeah. you have, a, you know, a whole family you're trying to raise and provide for. Um, if you're a single little Pringle, it's a little easier to hop on a flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, maybe this is the season that you, you know, come out for to celebrate Christmas with them. It doesn't have to be on Christmas, but, like, come out a week early, give them some presents, get to know them, maybe watch the kids, let the parents go out on a date night, come back home, maybe do it again in six months or s something. Um because if it's important to you, I feel like you would regret not doing it. Yeah. And you can also, I mean, if you really feel like this is like a stranger to you, um, you don't have to stay with them. You can get a hotel no. down the street and then like pop in a few times and like get your bearings. Um, you could start with just trying to make a few phone calls so you feel like a little more comfortable with like who he is. You can tell your mom to go with you or, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. lots of things that you can do. But I think if you decide you want a relationship, relationships are hard and 
they require work. And I think if you look at it as a new relationship that you're trying to build and kind of take away the expectation of, well, this is ridiculous. He's my brother. Like we should have been talking. We should have been like, I think the best thing to do is to just be like fresh slate. We are. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. This is this is where we're at. So I'm acknowledging where we're at and I'm deciding to put steps in to hopefully like elevate it to something more of like what I want. Yeah. If you don't do it now, when are you going to do it? Yeah. And try not to like bring resentment in or things like that. Like you both probably have like maybe resented each other or just like fallen in a rhythm, whatever. But I think I think it's not crazy for you to start investing in him. But if you try to, if you keep texting him and calling him and he's not responding, then I feel like you just sitting back and and kind of dealing with that and getting closure with that is something you might have to do. But it's worth a try. Like you obviously want it or you wouldn't be writing in, you know? Yeah. And that's this is something that I, I feel like I've been learning since I got older is if there's something weighing on you, you're the one that has to do something about it. Yeah. Your brother can't read your mind, especially from you know, states away, especially Mm -hmm. if he has two kids and a wife, like his hands are full right now. And he's assuming that you're good. Yeah. That your relationship, nothing bad has happened. He thinks y'all are fine. Yeah. So if you have this weighing pressure on you that you don't know him, you want to get to know him, you want to get to know the kids and maybe even the wife and just the whole family, then do something about it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I was telling a friend of mine, um, I have two friends that are kind of like beefing a little bit, like Mm -hmm. there's just awkwardness between them. And um, I was talking to one of them and, you know, she broke down and she was just like really upset because she's reached out a few times and like not gotten a response. Mm-hmm. And so I told her, I was like, this is like the danger of what happens when you're in conflict with someone mm-hmm. and you don't bridge that because she has been for months like spiraling in her head and every single thing that this other person does is a super personal attack and added to the list of things that like are making her upset. Mm-hmm. When in reality, that other friend like is not the best responder. Like mm. we we've made jokes about it so many times. I text her all the time. Sometimes she responds, sometimes she doesn't, yeah. which is me too. Like sometimes I respond, sometimes I don't. And but the difference is I don't have beef with her. Yeah. So when she doesn't respond, I'm just like, meh. Like that's her sometimes. Yeah. And if it really bugs me, then I'll reach out like three times and be like, if you oh, don't wow. respond to me, I will show up at your door. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but to this other person, because she's built up her own narrative, she's built up her grievances toward this person. Mm-hmm. Everything feels so incredibly personal. So I think that that's the danger that happens in unaired drama. Yeah. So it's better to just voice it all out. Now, if you voice everything and he continues to not respond to you, then I feel like that is more of a reason yes. to be upset. But yes. I think as of now, you guys haven't had a clarifying conversation. So I feel like you just go in, all your cards out. This is what I want. This is what makes me sad. This is what I'd like to change mm-hmm. and give him a chance to meet you halfway. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think it's funny how I think we see friendships differently than we see like relationships, mm-hmm. like romantic relationships, if someone, if this was like a wife talking about her husband, we would be like, well, he can't read your mind. You have yeah. to tell him. Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes with friendships. Absolutely. The same thing goes with work relationships. Mm-hmm. The same thing goes with you and your parents or you and your family members. If you are creating a narrative in your head 
and that person has no clue, then you need to give them a heads up Mm -hmm. before you snap at them because they literally have no idea. And be specific. Like we always bring it up as an example, but like when me and Ash were living together, I felt myself getting like resentful. Uh And so I finally sat with you and I'm, I feel like I'm very good at giving very detailed, like this is what I need to people. But like, it seems so minuscule, but I was like, it really bothers me. You don't make eye contact with me in the morning. Like I come down, I'm like, good morning. And like, you don't look up. Right. And Mm -hmm. like to, to most people and probably to you at the time, you're like, I don't look at you, but (laughs) it was like, that was such an easy way for me to like, not have this unaired thing with you mm-hmm. and for you to see like something tangible that would like make me feel better because yeah. there was that tension. Yeah. And I think that's valuable. I think it's valuable to be able to articulate exactly what you need. Yeah. And that way that person has a chance to be like, oh, okay. I I don't understand why you need that, but I love you. And if you're mm-hmm. telling me you need that, I can try. Yeah. And it's like, you gotta be specific with how what you need or else you're sad all the time and people are oblivious that they're making you sad, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that's, I think, I feel like that's a really great example because I, I apparently have done that my whole life. Mm -hmm. Alicia would come down, say good morning. I'd be reading. I'd be like morning. Mm -hmm. Very half-assed. I'm waking up. I'm sipping my coffee. I'm in my morning zone. And nothing, you meant nothing by it. No. Yeah. And I'm sure I did that to my parents too. And I'm sure I did that to my friends that lived with, me at my parents' house before, and, like, I don't think I ever realized that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you are a person who needs a high-five every morning, and you don't know why, but you need a high-five every morning, then you got to tell your roommates and your family members or your partner that you need a high-five every morning. And even if it sounds silly, you got to be like, hey, like, this high five like means a lot to me yeah. and here are my reasons why. And I would really love if you could just, even if it's a half-assed high five, give me a high five in the yeah. morning because it means a lot to me. And I think the people in your closest circle that love you the most will be like, listen, I don't know why you need this high five. I don't know why it's so important to you. I don't fully understand why, but here's your freaking high five. Yeah. And I'm going to do it every morning because I love you. Yeah. And that is your responsibility to communicate 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 that clearly so that people can then love you the yeah. way you need to be loved fully and i think this is a great example um to show people that it's not just your romantic partner mm-hmm. i think this is stuff that's only talked about in romantic relationships yeah. which is so funny because you live with lots of people or in lots of types of situations yeah so they they need to know too no, yeah, and I think I was very aware of like how how rare that is that that's how I've communicated with friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw how like you were just like, what is happening? You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was like for me, the only people that I'll tell them like what they did that made me upset are people that I genuinely care about because I'm like I don't want anything like under the surface of me like resenting or like building up against you. So like, I'll just spew it out right away, Mm -hmm. which can be super overwhelming to people who don't like confrontation. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you eventually got to a place where you appreciated that because you were like, oh, okay. I didn't understand why you were upset, but when you tell me specifically that, that makes me understand. Mm -hmm. And then you started doing that with me too, of like telling me, well, this is how I am. This is how I communicate. So mm-hmm. then it became a two-way street of 
us understanding each other and coming up with our new rhythm. Mm-hmm. But imagine if we would have never done that. Like, I mean, I've never had anyone, I mean, anyone in my life explain to me in detail what to do to make them feel loved. Yeah. Until you. And I'm talking mom, so dad, like everyone. No one has ever told me, hey, I need this. Yeah. And I've just, that's why I was like, you were, I, to be blunt, like at first no, I was like, already, is this, know. this is really needy of you to yeah. like put this on me. Yeah. And I had to like reframe my thinking after having this conversation a few times to be like, oh, she's yeah. actually, we're avoiding her getting her feelings hurt by talking about this and making a plan now. Absolutely. And once I did that, I was like, oh, <clears throat> This is a time saver. Which, and like, all of a sudden it was about an efficiency thing. Like this is helping Taryn. This is helping me. Yes. This is helping us. And then we can just move forward. You know. Which like I feel like we saw the opposite when when TK moved in. I don't know if you remember like I, so long after she had moved out. We went on her podcast. Mm-hmm. And she like very like nonchalant throughout like oh yeah I used to always think you're mad at me and like Mm -hmm. I've cried multiple times and I remember looking across and seeing your face and you were just like so defeated and like I had no idea you felt like that Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's what can happen in the opposite Mm -hmm. is like all this stuff happens that you're not aware of and I feel like as a friend you want to be a good friend like I never thought like you didn't want to be a good friend to me it was just finding like those things and speaking out and saying like what I needed and Mm -hmm. I think that's because like I've had that done to me and I appreciated it so much but it is so sad that that's not a more common thing of Mm -hmm. being like hey like sometimes like I would love even in a romantic partner like I would love if you just like come tackle me and like give me a hug out of the blue or like when you're thinking about me or appreciating something like verbalize it so I don't have to ask Mm -hmm. like There's just like so many things I think if we would just tell people and they would understand like, oh, okay, this is what they need. Like we're all different humans. We operate differently. Yeah. And I think the why wouldn't I give you my manual if I want us to be successful? Right. Exactly. And I think something that you got you are really good at is it's not overwhelming when you say something. It's not Mm -hmm. like you're being a bad friend by not giving me my high five every single day and expecting them to know the significance of the high five. Like you're breaking down like, Hey, like it might not seem like a big deal to you, but I need this and this is why I need this. And it just makes me feel like you are acknowledging me, you know? And like explaining that and breaking it down isn't saying that you're a bad friend or a bad life partner or whatever the situation is, but just being like, Hey, like, I love how you said manual. This is my manual. Yeah. Feel free to give me yours. Feel free to read it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I give think, me my high five. <laughs> and yeah, it's like all about that approach too. Like I could have come at you in a way of being like, you're so like, you're this, you're rude. Like mm-hmm. you make me feel like, but it, it was like a very calm conversation that was like, hey, I've been feeling this building up and I think it does affect me sometimes like in the morning, this and this, mm-hmm. that's how I've been feeling. Mm-hmm. And and then opening up for a discussion. It wasn't like I just threw it at you and then was like attacking you. It was right. like a productive combo, you yeah. know? And I think that's like the difference is people wait until they've built up so much resentment that they spew it at the other person when the other person is like, 
Uh, I literally said good morning to you. Yeah, like me. But but that <laughs> yeah. literally you thought you hadn't thought anything else. Like yeah. I and I knew that. I'm like, I know that she's not like, oh my God, stop talking to me when I come down in the morning. Right. Yeah. But that was what I had started to build up and I was like, no, 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 we're just gonna talk about it. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been such a cool thing where I've seen such a difference in our relationship and in all my relationships that I'll just like vocalize certain things. And I just like I can't encourage enough. For people to just, we say it all the time, like tell people how you need to be loved, and mm-hmm. and then watch what happens, because that's the that's the even more valuable part of it is you watch someone either fully dismiss what you tell them mm-hmm. or start to make an effort to like make you feel more loved. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, and I think that's the that's the game changer. And do they like, automatically shut you down, or do they try to meet you where you're at yeah. and try to understand the situation fully, fully, fully? That no, does I separate love the people, the good people, the goodies from the the baddies. goodies from the baddies. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kylie, for writing in, and I hope this helped you. And um, you're an eight girl, so, like, dive into that. Like, you should be able to, like, stand up for yourself, say whatever you need to say. Um, Just make sure you do it in a gentle way because we know how you eights can be. And uh, good luck. Give us an update. All right. Let's get into my story. This one is titled Too Independent for My Own Good. Hey, Taryn and Ash, I have been wanting to write in for so long and finally have a solid topic that I would like advice on. First off, I have been listening to the pod for years and absolutely adore both of you. For personal context, I'd like to stay anonymous, but my name is please bleep that Michaela. (laughs) I just took the Enneagram test and I am evenly split between three and nine. Fascinating. That's me and my sister. Um, She continues, I am 23 years old and graduated college with a cell biology degree. I work in the medical device industry with dreams of going into genetics. Now to my quarter life crisis. (laughs) (laughs) I love how she worded that. (laughs) I have been single my whole life. And when I say single, I mean all caps, single as a Pringle. I've never had a boyfriend and I've only kissed a handful of guys. So let's dive into it, shall we? (laughs) I played ice hockey till my junior year in high school and I was seen as one of the guys. And it even became a joke if one of my roommates showed, or roommates, sorry, if one of my teammates showed interest in me. Then I went off to college and fell hard for a couple of guys, but they never knew about it because one, I'm a scaredy cat and there was always someone else that they were interested in. I take pride in being independent and doing things on my own, but I'm starting to worry I took it a little too seriously. Whenever I go out with my friends, I watch how they interact with men, and I am flabbergasted at how easy they make it look. I simply cannot imagine myself making the first move or outright flirting with them unless I have a little bevy. She adds in parentheses. I also get the vast feeling of loneliness when I watch couples being cute and doing coupley things, and there I am just waiting for my man to take interest in me. I have always been invested in my career and looking for ways to improve, and I am not afraid to take risks in that regard. I am, however, downright terrified, it is in bold (laughs) font, to shoot my shot with a guy. I guess it might be about rejection, but I think it's more the fear of the unknown. I don't even know what comes after the talking stage because I've never made it there. I know it's my own insecurities from the past, but I can't even picture myself in a relationship because it feels like I was never good enough or the infamous, quote, second best. 
I guess I need advice on how to take more risks and go after the guys I want without worrying what others will think or letting my own insecurities win. Thank you so much for taking the time to read my email. I love tuning in every Monday and can't wait for the next merch drop and the October series. It's same, happening. Same, 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 same. People are talking about it. <laughs> um, see below for some pics of me and my friends and me and my dog, dog Hagrid, which she Shut has the perfect up. dog. She has the perfect dog for the name I don't Hagrid. think I've ever heard of that. Here's her and her friends. Cute. She's in the middle. That's her again with her cute. friend. And then her and Hagrid. Oh, buddy. He's such a cute little big floppy guy. Oh, love him. I think we all have things that we excel at. Yes. And we all have things that we don't excel at. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with either of those. Yes. Um, sometimes we excel at work. Sometimes we excel at social things. Like, I have so many friends that are so outgoing that can handle every, you know, party. Yes. With with so much grace, the life of the party, it's so much fun. I look at that and I get exhausted. Yeah. I have so many friends that are so good at networking. Yeah. They can just talk their little off and make connections and take people's numbers and, like, brilliantly work around an entire room full of people and I'll just be sitting there going oh, how did you do that you know like I just was like at least say hi to someone when yeah, I walked like, in I'm over yeah. here going okay uh, I think I know them I, I literally I'll walk into a room and see I this happened to me recently I went to an event I knew so many people their names immediately left yeah and I was just like well damn yep here I am scurrying off to the bathroom to find your Instagram to remember literally, your name because I should know your name because yeah. I'm so bad at stuff like that but I'm a really good listener mm -hmm. I've learned that about myself and I'm really good with one-on-one -on -one situations I just have a hard time with crowds so I don't think you need to be hard on yourself for being bad at something just because you're not like the best at shooting your shot or dating doesn't mean that you can't learn it just means you need, you need to put yourself in a situation to then be good at it like if I'm gonna go to a party where I know I need to network guess which friends I'm bringing with me yeah yeah Ones and that's that bring not a selfish out. thing no that's a smart thing I'm going to bring people that I know can walk in there and network their ass off because that's also in my best interest yeah so if I am, am invited to a party that I know there's going to be a networking circle. I'm going to bring my networking girlies. Yeah. And I'm going to tell them, hey, Help since me. you're my plus, yeah. I'm going to ask that you include me in all of your conversations yeah. and help me like make connections as well. You can do the exact same thing with dating. <clears throat> if you're going to go into a bar with your girlfriends, I would be like, hey, y'all know I haven't had a boyfriend. Let's yeah. find me one tonight, yeah. ladies. You know, like I would no, make it fully. fun and I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold yourself back, but I would I would arm yourself with girls that are good at being flirty and like introducing you to strange guys. Mm -hmm. Not strange guys. I worded that weird. But stranger <laughs> guys that you don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's scary about it is you don't know them that well. It's not someone you were in class with or yeah. maybe work with that you've gotten to know a little bit. They're literally strangers. So arm yourself with girls that are good at that. Or guys, doesn't matter. Just wing people Yeah, <laughs> that can make the introduction say a couple fun things or whatever, and then dip out so you can take over. Yeah. You know, like Absolutely. The, the perfect wing person. I think that's all you need. And maybe articulate that to your friends mm -hmm. and be like, hey, I want to go out tonight. Here's my intentions. Help me get there. Like, yeah. I just want to like walk away with a number. That's my goal. That's my goal. Yeah. You know, and they'll help you. Yeah. It's funny. Um, me and your sister, actually, because I called her when I was in Hawaii because I – 
was sitting in the jacuzzi mm-hmm. and this guy I like look up and this guy's walking across like the bridge that was by the pool and all I did was go hello and Vanessa who's my sister-in-law she was sitting next to me and she looks over and she's like Taryn that is like literally you written all over him and I was like I know (laughs) so this guy like walks up and I'm just like drooling right but then we had this thing where like he walked right up to a girl that had a baby and like kissed the baby and then he went and like sat down. Mm -hmm. So at first I was like, ah, he's like, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I didn't see a ring. And so then later I was like walking by from the beach. I walked by the bar and he was sitting by himself at the bar. And, um, and then so I'm like telling my sister-in-law, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's like sitting there by himself. And I was like, oh, like I wish I could just go walk up and like sit by him. Yeah. And she looks at me, and, and my sister-in-law has such a good way of, like, bluntly saying stuff. Um, like, the other day I was freaking out about a health thing, and she looked at me, and she's like, Taryn, if you're meant to die from this, you will. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you won't. Yeah. Like, stop trying to control stuff that's out of your control. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But um, so she, like, looks at me, and she goes, what if that is your future husband? Like, you're really just gonna go back in the hotel room with us when like, why wouldn't you step out? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, dang. So anyways, so I'm, I call, I call Alicia and we start talking on the way. Cause I like walk, I decide to go back down. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry guys, I couldn't find him. So again, <laughs> oh, no. another soulmate just out there in the world. But um, we started talking cause Alicia and me like both have struggled with that. Mm-hmm. Like we know who we are, but then when it comes to like dating, we're just like, ee, you know? Yeah. And through our conversations, I just like had this breakthrough where I'm like, I've seen so much crazy things happen in this world and to people I know and love where like life is gone like that, Mm -hmm. like like that. Mm -hmm. And when you look back at your life, there are so many things that I'm like, I can't believe because I was scared I didn't like put myself out mm-hmm. or I didn't like now I'll never know if I could have made it as this if I would have like auditioned for that what I could have done mm-hmm. and I'm the one robbing myself mm-hmm. at the end of the day so so one of the things that's helped me is just that mentality of like I don't even know like we're not guaranteed tomorrow so like wouldn't I rather leave going Oh, well, that was embarrassing, but, like, at least I shot. At least I know. I shot my shot. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's a closed door. Exactly. But at least it's not a what could have happened exactly. door. Exactly. And then it was funny because I ended up saying something to her, and it's become, like, a new catchphrase for us. Yeah. But I was, like, hyping her up, too, because we were, like, we both need to just hype each other up. And I texted her the other day, and I was, like, I want stories, not regrets. Yeah. And that has been, like, spinning in my head. Like, if I go to a party and I see this cute guy that I've always had a crush on, but I'm too scared, so I sit in the corner and the whole night I'm just like Hoping mad at myself at that I'm not going up to him and I'm sad because all these other girls are talking to him and I leave and the next day I wake up with regrets because I'm like, why couldn't I just talk to him? And then I'm pounding on myself mm-hmm. versus like waking up the next day and being like, oh my gosh, like I went up to him, I totally started talking to him and he literally like, mid conversation just walked away from me and it was so embarrassing <laughs> but like now I know like closed chapter at least we'd have content for the podcast I would rather have a story <laughs> and either a closure or an encouragement exactly than nothing and I've learned so much over like watching all of the guys because it's my curse that I've said 
oh, I used to have the biggest crush on you mm -hmm. when I had a crush on them too, that I'm like, it would have taken one sentence. Yep. Like one sentence of me being like, hey, I, I kind of dig you. Like, I don't know if you dig me too. If you don't, cool. Like we could just be friends. Yeah. But like, I just wanted to throw it out there. Yeah. And or even my just, whole life could have been different. Eye contact and a smile. Like yeah. sometimes it doesn't have to. I feel like for me, because I, I, this is not um, secluding me in any way. I feel like I'm also like this. Um, I can't, I have a hard time like going up and talking to people if I'm like trying to like come on to someone. And I'm just yeah. like, hey, like, yeah. I, I think you're hot. I feel like you think I'm hot. Like, let's be hot together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't talk like that. I'm not good at stuff like yeah. that. I'm good at smizing. Yeah, that's my that's my secret weapon. So like, if that's what I'm good at, Ashley, stop trying to be the sexy finks in the corner that walks yeah, up and gets yeah, a guy. Yeah. That's not you. It's not you. Yeah, I'm actually kind of quirky and like, I get a little awkward in the beginning and I make it stupid. I don't know how to talk in front of cute guys. So like, let me just smize. <laughs> yeah, and let me try to get him to come to me. But like, let me use my skills instead of trying to play someone I'm not. Fully. You know, and I think. I think you just need to figure out which one is most you're most comfortable with. If it's smizing from across the room, start practicing. Yep. Start practicing. He doesn't have to be your person yet, but let's just see if you can get a guy to come over and talk to you. Yeah. You're young. You're with your girlfriend. You're going out. Like, that's when you're supposed to be trying out, like, your moves, you know? Yeah, and the worst thing that happens is the person's not interested. Yeah. And I, I've said this before, but... There are so many guys that I'm not interested in. Mm -hmm. And not one thing specific, but I'm just like, nah, they're not my type. Yeah. Nothing personal. I don't hate them. I don't think they're disgusting. I'm just like, you're not my type. Yep. So why am I taking it so personal? Yeah. And I've said this with on the podcast before, like dating, whether it's serious or not, it's not a it's a, almost like a business transaction. Mm -hmm. Like if you click, you click. You can can't always explain it. But you click and it's going good, so we're gonna go with it, you yeah. know. And if it doesn't click, it's not on him, it's not on you, or whatever the situation is. It's nothing personal. It just didn't click. Yep, it just didn't click. So you say, okay, next. And thank you. The guys that still to this day haunt me of what if are the ones that I just never made any type of move. So I will forever wonder what could have been, mm -hmm. and I've played out all of the fantasies of how my life could have been if I would have been with them versus the ones, you know, the ones that I never think about, mm -hmm. the ones that shot me down. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, ouch. Because it was such an obvious closed door. And then either you cry about it or you laugh about it with your friends, and then you move on.com. But instead, all these other guys are the ones that I just loved from afar and was too scared to say anything to. And those are the ones you build those fantasies that haunt you forever. Yeah. So do do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. Step out there. Know who you are. It's all about self-confidence and then also realizing life is way too short. Mm -hmm. And coming, waking up the next day, stories, not regrets. Yes. And also, you're 23 years old. You just graduated college. You did all the hard work yeah. and focused on work and school. For that season, maybe this is the maybe this is the you dating season. You know, you, you did all the hard stuff, and now you can kind of focus on like going yep. out and kind of relaxing a little yep. bit, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with taking a little break from work and focusing on that. I fully and fully, I am fully just agree. I just ugh, I'm so excited for this fun taking risks, shooting your shot chapter in your life because um, I think you're gonna you're gonna grow in a whole new kind of confidence mm -hmm. and that also will ricochet into your work life also so 
you're about to just explode. And I'm so excited for you. Yep. Once you catch that confidence, too, it's so contagious. Like, you walk into every room like, oh, who's lucky enough to meet me? You know what I mean? It's like when you put on, like, that that outfit that just makes you feel a certain type of way. Yep. And then you're like, I wish I could wear this at work. (laughs) And (laughs) it's so funny because it shows, like, I wore an outfit the other day. I thought I was the hottest thing ever. Mm -hmm. And I carried myself like I was the hottest thing ever. Yeah. The next day, someone sent me a picture. I was not the hottest thing ever. (laughs) That outfit was all in my head, but I don't regret it. Like no. I, I carried myself. I had so many great conversations. I felt amazing about myself, and it just shows how much like confidence is inner and not outer. Thousand percent. And I just think like, anytime I like over focus on like staring at myself in the mirror, I'm like, girl, you need to just go. Like, go yeah. live life. Walk Stop away. being obsessed in this like interaction you're having with yourself, mm-hmm. because it's all about what's on the inside and what you're telling yourself, your self narrative. So. Yeah. That's why self-talk is so important. Yeah. But you need to just step into it. And Oof, I'm I'm yeah. I'm trying to too. That's my like chapter yeah. I'm in right now too. Yeah. So And you're only 23. You have all I'm you not have so much time. <laughs> I'm I'm running out of time. You are so not if running I out of time. I can do it. You can do you it. You're not running out of time. True, 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 true. I had an uncle get married at or he got remarried at 70 something. Okay, well, my eggs will be mummified by no, then. So we're not talking about eggs. We're talking about dating. Oh yeah, and yeah. you can find love at any age. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we're gonna end with a dad joke, Ashley. Yes. I don't know why I called your name. You can just listen. After a cheese factory blasted, what was all that was left? This is funny. Cheese whiz. Cheese whisk. Queso. Nachos. Okay. I don't know. Now we're just saying words again? Okay. Debris was everywhere. Ah. That's a good match. That was so good. Cheese humor. (laughs) Threw your phone at yourself. (laughs) Guys, if you made it to the dad joke, you already know we love you the mostest. Be sure to send in all of your stories, your funny ones, your serious ones that you want to dice on, and or your October series for early possible yeah, being chosen for the series. Shoot your um, shot. Shoot your shots. That is our. That's our mantra yep. today, this week. Shoot your shot. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys in the next episode. That'll be coming soon. Yes. Love, Love you. Bye. You. bye.